welcome to the Midnight with the Lunatics. We're here, we're present, and we won't leave your house. And we'll keep introducing Midnight with the Lunatics. Yeah, I want to get a good take. How many more times should I say welcome? All right, we're here. We're good. <laughs> so, okay, one more time. <laughs> welcome to the Midnight with the Lunatics. And that's not your dog. It might be an alien. That's a cow shell. I don't get it. I just thought of the word cash now. Mm, it's a cohog. Yes, it's a cohog. So, we're going to talk about the thing, because we watched it like a week ago. Which thing? You know, yes, the thing, the, Ben the, Grimm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to talk time. about the history of Clobber and Time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about John Carpenter's The Thing, because I watched it yeah. for the first time. He's seen it, like, what was it? Like, five like, times. Five times, okay. This movie came out in 1982. The Passion Project of John Carpenter. Very, it's it's it is at the time everybody hated it because ET just came out and every they just wanted the cute aliens who so didn't make any money. Everybody bashed it, but now it's very popular and is rightly regarded as one of the best movies ever made. I don't know why anybody disliked it. I don't get it either, but it's What's a it's a it's it, again it was ahead of its time. It know? was definitely ahead of its because it was a it was it's it's. I mean, even if you don't necessarily appreciate horror, you should still be into the beauty of it. Exactly, and the other thing about it is that that was when the slasher boom was really picking up and and, and going into the stratosphere. Would you consider and, it a slasher movie? No, I wouldn't. But it is a horror movie, and that's, that's and, and they were dominating horror movies at the time. And this movie is in generally more suspenseful. Of course, there's, there's plenty of blood and to enjoy for the whole kids, but <laughs> but it is. It's also comedic. I mean, yeah, at points. At points, yes. But it's 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 much more of a suspense-driven piece than it, than your Halloween twos or or Halloween fours or Halloween fives. It's odd because or I, Halloween six. I keep I keep comparing it in my head to Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why. I mean, Little Shop. Maybe it's the suspenseful atmosphere, or the the sheer black comedy, and the fact mm-hmm. that this thing is eating people. I mean, scenes like where Greg bites the guy's arm off, arms off is kind of comedic. I don't know why, because their two are so different. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's excellent movies to just <laughs> to just go into as blind as possible, because it opens up and it's like, why are these Norwegians trying to shoot this dog? And then, you know, you go from there. So, Malcolm, without spoiling anything, tell me what you liked. I like... And what you didn't like, if you had any. I like that I, that I didn't quite know what the monster was. Mm. Um, was, because it kept, constantly kept me guessing throughout the entire thing. I love the practical effects. Those were just incredible. Right. The fact that the movie is weirdly com- black comedic sort of appeals to me, I suppose. Yeah. Black comedic. There, there are moments where it's oddly comedic. And the one thing I'll say about the music is that it's it's I and I told you while we were watching it, but I'm I'm I I hate when the when I kind of hate orchestra orca what do you call that? I kind of hate or- orchestral orchestral music in movies that would work better without it. And this 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 movie does have some of that, but but it also has that one track where it's just like droning, like boom, boom. Yeah, which actually works a lot better. Boom, in case. Yeah, in the beginning and at the very end, it's it's perfect, and that's why I hate. I mean, and and that's why Jaws is a great movie, you know. But I hate the soundtrack because it's why is it so whimsical? It's 
everything about that movie is perfect, but not just the music always just like they're chasing a shark like that the eats kids. You right? don't like the na 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 na. Oh, that part's great, but it's like da, na, 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 na. and it's 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 stupid. I hate it. One thing that I'm also noticing that I like looking back on the movie now is that the effects that the that the the sets that the sets they used to the movie. Were, were were they the, it wasn't overly flashy like oh, no. they're they're so practical like it's it feels more like it's for practice for practicality's sake yeah. which i did enjoy it's a, it's a very creepy movie too like like the, like that like the one scene when um what's his name you know the ginger guy yeah him. you know how they're how they they're they're like where did he go and then they and then they the, the drone the the siren starts blowing and you see this figure running through the snow Oh yeah. And then and I won't say more than that, but it's and and, and the and the end result of that is it's just it's it's such an it's very isolating for all the characters and and you 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 get in on that too, and and it has it, it, it you know it's a beautiful direction too like you know how they were just in the hallway shots of going down and as the characters are running down the halls and it's yeah. silent. Oh yeah. Like. Yeah, it's... like they shut off the music at the right moment. Exactly. I I also just like the psychological aspect of it, you know, like just yeah, you know, just the how it shows the effects on people in isolation, like you said, it's just yeah. and, the, and the people are, are are very much a danger to each other as well. Yeah, so it's like and because they don't know who who is the, who is them and who is not. And I, I especially love the ending. My goodness, oh, the yeah. ending is so great. I think it's pretty perfect. How yeah. ambiguous it is. Yeah. Whether the creature is alive or not. The only, there's only one part I don't really like in the movie. That's kind of, I won't say what part, but it's like this very, it's kind of a goofy uh, kill of one of the characters that I, I thought. It was, was it a, the biting the guy's arms off? Uh, no. It was the, actually, I'll just say this part. Uh, so Are you sure spoil, you want to spoil it? Spoilers from now until very likely the end. So if you if you have not seen this movie, watch it. Shut this off. Shut your door. Show it to your kids. Show your family. Show it to your dog, and then and and just watch it. Watch it now. Bring the whole family, not just uh, you know, Timmy. not just Timmy, Bimmy too. So and so yeah, spoilers now. So the the part at, towards the end where the captain, you know, with the gun, he gets the fingers in his face. Oh yeah. That part I thought was kind of goofy, like where it's like shaking around in his face, and he was like a rubber man. Oh yeah, no, 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 oh yeah, near the end when everything's burning and things. Yeah. Being that was yeah. the only part though that 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 I that I didn't think was yeah. that great. That Otherwise, like. Otherwise, you know that part when when they're tied to the chairs and they're doing the blood test yeah. and it's just person a person and it's just slowly building and then and then when the when the the bloodied body of of that of the of that last guy flies through the ceiling yeah right it's so it's such an inventive movie too. it is so, very creative yeah just because how they get it's working off of a short story that is not that good and is it not well i don't i don't think it's, i don't think it's very well written necessarily but i think it has a very it has a great premise oh. and and it's and also, I guess, in part off of another movie that, based on the short story, that's not really like the short story, because the short story is about a shape-shifting creature, but the 50s movie was about a Frankenstein. But, you know, John Carpenter grew up with that movie, so I and, and always loved it, so I imagine that was obviously his 
his take on it. Yeah, this was his take on that whole thing, and I can't and an I can't imagine. To it in a sense. Yeah, and I can't imagine he didn't take some influence from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it, it really is just a suspenseful movie. Like, uh, I guess one other thing that I wasn't that crazy about it really wasn't that bad. But like when they go down under the 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 hut that Blair was staying in, oh, yeah. and then he's building a spaceship. It's like, yeah, how did that, he find the time and the that, parts to do that? That felt a little out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I get yeah. that the implication is that... Well, I get the implication that that the thing is supposed to be some kind of alien organism. Yeah. But, like, he, you're right. He literally didn't have time to make all of that. Yeah. And he, the got the, he got the parts from the other, like, the tractor or, or the... the uh, what do you call it? Those you did know? not look like tractor parts. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But, yeah, um, those did not look like you could make that out of a tractor. I mean, there's so little materials in the architect going back to something i do like because is another scene that's very that i love my one of my favorite lines in the movie is just this part where they're going back into the main base and then it's it's the guy with the roller blades and uh or the yeah the roller blades and um mccready and McCready stops him and, and, and says, we got to go up to my cabin. He's like, why? And he's, and he's like, because when I left, uh, I had turned the light yeah, off. The light and off. the light's on, and you see it up there in the dark. Like, yeah. Very good lighting and camera. Right. Sure. I think, well, one thing I don't like regarding the spaceship part oh, yeah. is it doesn't feel like, up to that point, it didn't feel like the thing's goal was to go back to space at all. Right. Like it, it, it felt like it just wanted to assimilate everyone. It didn't feel well, so. I, I always thought the goal was really just to survive. Right. It's just that the spaceship feels a little out of nowhere to me because right. it, it, it never, there was never the implication that it was trying to get back home. Right. So, and again, this is it's not, it's not really a perfect movie, but it's most certainly close to it. Like, it, it, it is. These are these are negatives about it that that we feel. But they're nitpicks. I think they are nitpicks, and I think they they really don't detract from the overall experience. They don't. I think the movie definitely saves it. Yeah, and like, it's it is kind of crazy that this movie exists at all. Like, it's it's such a, it's it's kind of unusual. It's an outlier for sure. Yeah, like, but you know, I think John Carpenter was always great at that. You know. That and you know, Big Trouble Little China too, which you know I, we're, I want to watch. we're gonna see and probably talk about. Um, and also, you know, in Halloween and all that stuff, it's it's crazy that he did all of that. And they were all such game changers, whether they were ahead of their time and didn't make any money, or were per, at the right perfect time and made tons of money. You know he really I mean? was a master of building suspense and time. Exactly. He felt like. He, between this and Halloween, I feel like he really understood like psychology. Like, he had a great psychological knowledge. Yeah, in general. he's. He, he seems to be very much sort of the the, the neck. Hitchcock. I, I was gonna say that, but I think it's disingenuous. So I'd say I'd say that he's he's very much like. I think he's sort of up there with Hitchcock in a way. That's, you know yeah, what I mean? I'd, I'd say that. You know, yeah. And, um, yeah, the other, the other thing about it is going back to the soundtrack, you know, real quick, you know, because John Carpenter did all the scores to his movies. Actually, no, no, actually, and this is one of the few that he didn't do. This was, I don't remember if this was the last score that... Oh, really? He didn't do, I thought he did do the thing soundtrack. 
he did he did almost every movie that he's done except for this one. And I think because oh, really? this one, I think he particularly really wanted this uh, composer. I'm forgetting his name now. Why am I forgetting his name? Is it is it I think that's what. It's What's his name? Ennio Morricone. Because I, I, I thought you said during the movie that he... I did, but I was mistaken. <laughs> oh, okay. And there's a reason all of Sean Carpenter's movies end up having, like, get having their soundtracks, like, released separate, you know? Like, physically, like, on vinyl it's so or whatever. Because he always... Well, first of all, because they're always quality, quality pieces that stand on their own, but also right. they're... Um, they, they also he always tries to have a spin on them depending on which movie it is. Like with Halloween, it's very kind of sparse. I think this one is similarly, but I think, I they, think have, they, they have they have different feels. They them, they know. definitely have different feels, but yeah. I think he had the same similar approach when it came to yeah. set design. And then he also did another movie that was very Lovecraft inspired called In the Mouth of Madness, which was I, th- I think it was more like a rock inspired soundtrack. Did he also? Didn't he also do the fog? He did do the fog as well. Which would be would, would that be considered Lovecraft inspired? That, I guess it might be. Um, that one was sort of more like, like, like Stephen King. It was no, it was the fog. I think is more like a a like a kind of like a New England ghost story kind of thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, pirates in the fog. Okay. But going back to the thing, like. Again, I, uh, I I really don't want to say too much, it, it, more than I've said, because it is a movie that's just good to just not know what you're going to get into. And the other thing is the cast is, is perfect, I think. And it's, 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 yeah, and it's very telling that, I think it's, I think it's very interesting that that's not really a cast that I think would happen today, because uh they're they're not they're not beautiful people you know they're they look like normal people and they look like they they fit their roles you know what i mean like yeah and i like and i like at the start of the movie how they how they end up defining the character's personalities and establishing how they're different from each other was really well done like the scene with um the guy in front of the radio what's his name Oh, you mean Windows? Windows, yes. Yeah. Th- that was really right. cool. They, they did a perfect job of introducing the characters in a very natural way. Yeah. Like, instead of saying, this is this is Windows, he, he does radio. <laughs> this is Windows, he does computers. That's right. It just, yeah, it's, and, and, and all, yeah, and there's and they do it in very subtle ways, too, like with the captain, him shooting the Norwegian, you know, and, and sort of being very, like, uh sort of the, the officer on, on the uh, in on the base, you know, and McCready going up choosing to go up in the helicopter and stuff. And him being the helicopter pilot, you know, and uh, Blair being the uh sort of the doctor, how he's uh, put, picking apart the that body they first find. It's all those parts together. But yeah, the the special effects, I mean, what's his name? Rob Botine, I believe is his name. Actually, a little fact about it. This movie, I believe when they were shooting it, a lot of it was on sets, you know, because I guess it'd be hard to go out into the <laughs> Arctic to do that. Arctic. Yeah, but they, um, so, and, and the sets ended up being very hot, so so, they'd, so they'd all be, they'd be sweating. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what? Oh, I, all right, cool. One, one more thing I'll say about, actually, go ahead. I saw I'm amazed that a movie, and that an outlier of a movie like this went from being... Rejected by audiences to not only being recognized as a cult classic, but also just exploding in personality and 
in popularity enough to generate to generate video games, comics, novelizations, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, the remakes. I mean, it's incredible to me that remakes. Well, like the 2011 one. Well, it's not a remake. Oh, it wasn't. No, that well, I, I can mention that one actually in a bit, but we're gonna say. And, well, I meant like sequels. Yeah, but like yeah. the fact that an outlier like this has has is so like has so many different adaptations is incredible. To me. Right, right. Because yeah, it's yeah. Um, going going back to the special effects really quick. Um, all, all done by Robotine, who was a who was very young at the time and, and a student of Rick Baker, who was always who was also very important, you know, one of the most important figures in special effects and especially makeup. Like he did American Werewolf in London and all that stuff. And Rob Ocean, he 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 uh he he worked so hard that he ended that John Carpenter like said like go go to the hospital just like you know you're tired <laughs> stop. <laughs> By the end of the shoot, and that's what he did. And the, yeah, he, I mean, it, it paid off. It like, definitely paid off. Yeah, oh those, my god, those the dog effects and when it's going up into the ceiling, man, like, incredible talent. Exactly. And I hope I hope he went far after this movie. Mm. The and uh, yes, I guess it's so. In all in all, almost it's it's an almost matchless movie. You know, it's. It's so perfect. It's 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 it's. it's uh, I was talking about this earlier to you when we were in the graveyard and talking about uh, Night of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, and how it was sort of a perfect viewing experience. And what I and I didn't get to what I was meaning to say, but this, I feel the same way with the thing is that it's sort of like something that, of course, there's technical blemishes maybe here and there, but that. But that's not that it doesn't take you out of it really. It's more about just that the feeling of being with these characters and what they go, what they have to deal with, and where they are, and being with them the whole way through, up to the up to the very end, and relating with them, yeah. and staying close to them. The bloody end. The man. There isn't too, there isn't too there isn't so many characters to get overwhelmed. It's just gives you these characters, and because of that, they actually are easier to relate to. Right, right. Because I, I think even though they ended up being sort of in roles, they never felt like they were sort of stereotypes. No, they felt like their own people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, almost almost a matchless movie. But now let's let's mention really quickly the uh, I guess it's a prequel technically the twenty eleven movie. It's a bad movie, but it's it could have been better, right? It could have been very good, and the reason being. All the it one of the, the the main problem people have with it is that it has a bad ending and the effects are terrible, both of which are true. It's not the fault of the people who made it though, because when they shot the movie, they did all practical effects, just like the first movie. They did all practical, all the every everything, and then they had a very specific ending that's called the pilot ending, that involves the spaceship itself and the pilot of it. But then they, they screened it for the studio, I believe, and they screened it for a test audience, if I remember correctly. And the studio, they only, they only look at what, at what the people don't like about it with test screening, te- test audiences. That's a test problem. Screenings. It is it? a problem. Nobody should do 
uh, test screenings and test audiences because they're not reliable things. So that's just that's a small group of people, biased. regardless of if it's they're random. They're negatively like, biased. Well, and yeah, absolutely. And so, basically, they looked at the version that the that the director and all of them made, and they said people don't like this enough. So what we're going to do is take it away from you. Cover the effect. Cover the effects you were you made the the brilliant effects you made in CGI that won't be finished because we don't have enough time, so it's not going to look good. And we're going to change the ending to be to have like just <laughs> to be bad, man. And very stupid. It was, and so nobody liked the movie, and it didn't make a lot of money because exactly it could have been very good in a perfect follow up or in in a way to the executive matter. A successor to the to that movie, to the executive, one. executive meddle, meddling screwed it over. That's that's there's no better phrase for it. So that's really that's the tragedy of that movie, and it's it's it is a shame because I think the thing is a very particular property, and even though it'd be interesting to see what else they did with it, I'm glad they didn't really because. I kind of look at it like Predator a little bit because Predator, the first movie, is great movie. They're isolated in the jungle and there's this alien trying to kill them. The second movie, Predator 2, is also great. I like it a little better and it takes place in the city with this thing loose in the city. And I don't know that that would really work with the thing, really. You'd have to really be... Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to really have... And you'd really have to have focus with it as a thing. It's too populated in environment. Yeah, I mean, I think the isolation is like part of the reason why it works in the first place. So in a way, it's kind of good that it didn't make money, but at the same time, I wish it had. <laughs> I, I wish it got some. I wish I wish John Carpenter got his credit when at the time it. when he could have made money from it. He definitely deserves it. Right. Exactly. But I don't know. And then Big Trouble in Little China didn't make any money either. And then... That one either, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he had to go back to independent filmmaking, sort these of people didn't funding know. his own stuff. These people had no idea what they were missing. They did not. And then he ended up making Prince of Darkness on his own, which is quite good as well. What, did, did that one make any money? No. Nah. Well, I, I mean, compared to its budget, since it was an independent movie, it did. Oh, thank God. So, still, you know, it's... A guy as talented as that should not... <laughs> should not be suffering from problems. No. But, oh. And Popper probably isn't the right word. <laughs> well, he deserves yeah. more money. That's right. More recognition on and, and generally. And he sort of stopped making movies at this point since, I think, 2003 or something. But I didn't even know he was still alive. Oh, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, <laughs> thank God. A very avid gamer. Oh, really? He is? <laughs> yeah. That's funny, actually. Yeah. So, but he certainly left a legacy behind. Oh, he has, for sure. Yeah. I think any any film, anybody who's trying to get into the film needs to watch some of his movies. You know oh, for I mean? sure. Like, if, whenever I think of the 80s, I think of John Carpenter. You know, it's like, because... He's such a bastion of creativity, to be honest. Yeah, and, it, and he left... He left, he left uh, a very distinct mark on that era, on that decade, you know. And I think the thing is one of the the, the milestones of that. For sure. One of Definitely the high the that. high watermarks of filmmaking, man. One of the achievements. That's right. There may be little technical things that aren't really all together, but, but those are nitpicks. That's and that, again, that's the best word for it. 
So, thank you for joining us, Midnight with the Lunatics. Oh, look, it's the midnight still. It's crazy. It's like nothing happened. But it did. Oh, yeah. Give me those toothpicks. No. Oh, is that an alien in the window? Oh, no. Is that Ben Grimm? <laughs> <laughs>